Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have reached the final weekend of Big 12 regular season football, and there is a ton to play for. Texas, can they overcome Texas Tech and finish the season 11-1? and Also, Oklahoma and TCU on a Friday. Bowl bids are plenty available. TCU trying to make a bowl game, as is BYU. UCF looking for a bowl game, too. Are a couple coaches coaching for their job, specifically Dave Aranda at Baylor, also We've got Dana Holgerson at Houston, a chance for West Virginia to get to eight wins in the regular season. Same thing for Kansas, a ton on the line this weekend in the Big 12. I'm Josh Neighbors. This is the Big 12 Watch here on Crystal Ball College Football. I am your host once again, Josh Neighbors. You all can find this show here on YouTube, like the video, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. All of those things support us, and we appreciate you all doing that. Also, find us wherever you get your podcast. If you cannot watch the show, find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And in those places, please give us five stars and write something nice if you don't mind doing so. All right, folks. So this weekend, Big 12 football, I'll see what the picks. My be- my best bets every single week at Josh Neighbors underscore and at NWPod365. Eight games over, 500 on the season, ATS. All right, folks, so this weekend of the Big 12, obviously it's split up, right, uh, in the Friday and, and the Saturday games. And when you look across college football this weekend, what you see is that a lot of the races are still decided. Amongst Power 5 conferences, when it comes to the conference championship game, there's only one Power 5 league where both teams in the game are not yet decided. There's only one Power 5 championship game that is TBD against TBD, and that is the Big 12. Obviously, we have heard this week that there are hundreds, uh, over 100 possibilities, uh, scenarios for the Big 12 championship game, but we know that both teams are undecided. Look at the SEC. Both have been decided. We know Washington is going to go most likely against Oregon in the Pac-12. Louisville and Florida State will be playing in the Uh, ACC championship game, and then either Michigan or Ohio State will be playing in the Big Ten championship game, right? And so with all of that, you know, we still have the Big 12, two spots on the line, and also obviously massive college football playoff implications too, because if Texas maintains their winning ways, and if they do, they'll be in the Big 12 championship game, obviously too, they're gonna have a chance to potentially get into the college football playoff 
depending on what happens around them. They do need some help because there is still a chance that we have four 13-0 teams, one out of the Big Ten, one out of the ACC, one out of the Pac-12, and one out of the SEC. So they might need some help in that situation. They definitely need some help off the top. But still, they are involved in the race. And obviously, nationally, these games matter. They're fun. They're compelling. But I don't think nationally, too, there are as many uh, games that have as much on the line as the Big 12 does. And so that's where we will go to the weekend menu in the Big 12 conference. And it's not just a Saturday menu. It's a weekend menu. 11 a.m. on Fox on Friday. It's TCU in Oklahoma. 6.30 on ABC. It's Texas Tech at uh, Texas. 11 a.m. on Saturday on FS1. It's Houston and UCF. 2.30 on ABC, BYU and Oklahoma State. 6 o'clock on FS1. It's West Virginia and Baylor. 6.30 on ESPN2. It's Kansas and Cincinnati. And then the day ends with Farmageddon at 7 on Fox. Iowa State at K-State. All right, so let's begin, as we do, with how the weekend begins, and that's 11 a.m. on Fox. If you all want to go through the championship scenarios, obviously you guys can look those up. Uh, it'd be too long to both preview all the games, talk about all the scenarios. But in this game, what's on the line here? Oklahoma needs to you know, win to keep themselves in the Big 12 championship hunt uh, for all intents and purposes, and also TCU as well needs to get a win to go to a bowl game. So this line was in 12 and a half. It shifted when I put it, it was 10. I checked back to see what it is now. Uh, it's still at 10, right? So yeah, we're holding there at 10. Uh, this game to me, I think TCU is very much a live dog. And a lot of games are won at the line of scrimmage. This one's especially going to be won at the line of scrimmage though, because if you think about uh, TCU success, like earlier on the year, they ran the football pretty well. And then they, they they were not able to do that. Imani Bailey was really good. Even in some losses, he was really good. They had some trouble with that against Tech. And later on in the year, they did, you know, had some issues running the football. But it seems like Josh Hoover and the receiving core have really come along. And I don't know what the situation is for the future for their quarterback spot. I would I would bet they bring somebody in to compete. But Josh Hoover looks like he can run this Kendall Bryles offense. And so I think he's going to get a shot no matter what happens to be the quarterback at TCU next year. I think he's earning that. What would really go a long way, in my opinion, is if they could get a get to a bowl game and they get bowl practices. The more they can rep potentially with him at quarterback, the better off that is and get some young guys involved too because this program needs to have some turnover. And it's a huge opportunity for TCU to you know be able uh, to kind of put a stamp on what's been obviously a very disappointing season. There is no doubt about how disappointing this year has been for the Horn Frogs. To go from in the national championship game to fighting for a bowl is as a uh, low watermark that has only been seen since Gene Chizik and uh, you know lost Cam Newton at Auburn, right? And then for Oklahoma, uh, things on their side, you know they're trying to build right now towards the SEC, and I mean, in terms of like the team, uh, it just feels like they're a bit off right from being a really strong SEC caliber team as they build that way because they're about to be 10 and two. You might say, well, it's 10 and two and that's, that's progress, but this has not been a really impressive season. Their non-conference actually looks decent. Now Arkansas state 73, zero win. It's a bowl team. Now they had to switch quarterbacks, different group back then. And then SMU's really rounded into form since their non-conference, but that was a close game too, for most of it. Um, and at home, Oklahoma has been very strong. 
right? Uh, I mean, at home this season for them, the, the UCF game is kind of the one low spot, but also at home, I mean, 73 nothing, 28 11, uh, 50 to 20 over Iowa State, 31 29 over UCF, and then of West Virginia, 59 to 20. So they've got some big victories, especially, uh, you know, in conference play at home. They've been good there, but what is this team really building towards? Like, and I'm not even sure if Dylan Gabriel is going to be the quarterback there next year. I think they want to get Jackson Arnold on the field because they think, you know, he's, he's got a chance to be uh, – Dylan Gabriel is a really good player and one of the best we have in this league. Jackson Arnold has a chance to be exceptional, right? A- exceptional just because I mean, he's just more talented than Gabriel is. Like, he's just – he is a five-star, period, full stop. And you can see it too. And we had to see a little bit of it last week in the game as well. Oklahoma ran the football a bit better last week, too. So these two teams have not stopped the run very well. They've been inconsistent running the ball, and I think whoever runs the ball better will win this game. Now, if you don't get a good effort from Josh Hoover, then forget it, right? It's, it's going to be tough to. But like, I think the, the quarterback stuff will come into play once we see who's effectively running the football, right? If one group is, is having a much better day of it, I think it's pretty easy that group that group does it. If they're able to both run and, and potentially cancel each other out in that, that regard, then we'll move on to quarterback play. Who's able to stop the pass? And I'll be honest, I think TCU's got a better group of wide receivers, even though they have not been great this season. I think TCU's got a better group of receivers. Oklahoma's have been underwhelming um, besides Drake Stoops. But, uh, you know, I think they might have an edge in that department. So we'll have to see where this thing goes. Uh, defensively, I think you'd have to give Oklahoma the edge. TCU has been disappointing, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball this year. And I think because it's at home, I give Oklahoma the edge. But, you know, TCU is a live dog in this game. And anything above 10, I'm taking points-wise. Uh, I think TCU is definitely going to have a chance. All right, 6.30 on ABC, Texas Tech at Texas. This is kind of the big one, right? This one, to me is uh, it, it's such a layered game in terms of storylines and whatnot. Let's start with the road team in Texas Tech. I mentioned earlier this week how winning is not a straight line. And uh, Texas Tech was expected to do a lot this season by folks, you know, a lot of folks. I, I was not as high on them. Uh, and for me, it's about stringing together winning seasons. And they're six and five now, so they will have a chance at a winning season regardless of what happens in this game, right? And they beat Texas last year, so it's not like they necessarily need another Texas win, but this win, I mean, it would be a landmark victory just because like kind of the way, like on the road against this version of Texas. You know, this is not Hudson Card, uh, you know, comes to your house and they kind of fold like a lawn chair up, right? This is, and they have Bijan and Roshan, but this is a better team. This is a better defense. This is a better offense all the way around. And so, if they don't, you know, if uh, you were able to go there and get this win, like it shows massive improvement. And for Texas Tech too, they're showing improvement in terms of the way they approach things on offense, right? Earlier in the year, too much passing. Now they've gone a lot heavier on the run, especially once we had the injury to Baron Morton. And Morton still, to me, does not look 100%. That's a huge problem in this game. Uh, and so because of that, like they ran, they leaned on the run and their defense has been very much improved as well. So that is the big thing for them in this contest. If they want to win, they're going to have to force some turnovers. They're going to need Texas to give them the football, and they're going to need to take advantage and score touchdowns when they do give them the football. Um, Because as nice as it's been to see Tech win recently, the problem for Texas Tech has been they're not overly impressive victories for the Red Raiders, or like uh, overwhelming, I should say is the right word, right? You beat TCU by seven. 
you beat Kansas by three, uh, the, the third string quarterback, and you beat UCF by one. So, uh, you know, these are victories. These are good victories, right? But they're not some overwhelming wins. And because of that, you know, and like once again, I mean, Kansas in a bowl game, sure, but third string quarterback, UCF's fighting to make one. And uh, also to the third one, TCU fighting to make one as well, too. So you, you see how difficult that is. Uh, and so for Tech, like, you know, this is obviously an uphill climb for them. And, and they're they're feeling good. They're playing well. But to me, the program just needs to keep getting winning seasons. And they have not had back-to-back. It's been a minute. So they've had back-to-back winning seasons. So Joey McGuire, a chance to give them that opportunity. That's huge to me. Uh, it's huge to me that, that they have a chance to do that because that's how you build. That's how you get to where you want to go. In a league, it's seen so much turnover. Baylor, a good example. Iowa State, you know, has, has you know had their ups and then way downs. Like you want to be like K-State, consistent bulb games, appearances, and elevate, you know, be able to elevate uh, off of certain teams. You don't want to be up and down. And I think Tech is on their way to not being up and down. I think we know now Baron Morton's the guy and they're, they're able to develop a lot of this talent and Joey McGuire is recruiting at a very high level. Their NIL is very well organized. Uh, so this is kind of about that. I think I want to be competitive here, right? That's what, if you're Texas Tech, and I think they can be. They need a big game from Jalen Hutchins inside because if you're Texas, you know, you've tried to give away some games. TCU, Houston, uh, K-State, obviously, one where they tried to give that one away too. Last week, you didn't. You made some big plays. You didn't bring your A game, but you made some big plays and you won in the tough road environment. Now you're back home with a chance to punch your ticket to a Big 12 championship game, uh, punch your ticket to a chance to get to a college football playoff and an 11-win season. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying it has to be an overwhelming win. I think just the fact they are winning is good because think about them in the past. Like, this is late in the season and they're winning these games, not overly impressive, but they folded in a lot of those games last year or in, and even two years ago. They folded in all of them two years ago. But last year, they folded in some of them. Texas Tech game, obviously. TCU game, they didn't fold, right? But they were just not the better team. This year, they are tougher up front than most everybody on both sides of the ball. This year, they lose Jonathan Brooks at a certain point, had Baxter have a really nice game. They did lose Quinn Ewers, and Malik Murphy was not excellent, but still able to make enough plays. And A.D. Mitchell has been a difference maker for this team. Xavier Worthy, another good season as well, too. You know, it's it's uh, there's where there are weaknesses, right? There are clear weaknesses, I would say, for them, especially on defense. The secondary has been a weak spot, but they have been so good up front that it's that's what makes them such a dominant force. And Texas Tech's going to do their best to try and run the football. They will do their best to do it. Uh, they're going to need, I think, both Valdez and Taj Brooks because Brooks, man, is a hammer, big dude, and and I love the way he runs. He gets back up, toss that football to the ref, and and he gets back. And, you know, for a guy that big to kind of put the pace on people the way he does, it's very impressive to watch him run. So I would say that um, I think this game, you know, in the trenches is probably a big a big part of it. Um, I didn't see – I know Demerson last week got hurt, double-checking now to see if he's going to play because uh, he has been. I mean, Dedrian Taylor, Demerson, uh, Taylor Demerson has been fantastic. He should be – I think he should be good to go. Uh so, yeah, I mean, he has been fantastic this year. They're going to need him. They're going to need him to make some plays. They're going to need those guys in the back end to make some plays and force some turnovers, uh, especially later in the game because we know Sark is so good in the script. So I would say try to match Texas early and stay in the game. Stay in it, stay in it, stay in it. You don't want to have to mount some big rally because teams have been mounting rallies against Texas. They keep coming up short. So you want to start fast. 
uh, and stick with them. And if you get later in the game with Texas, that is where you can get them. That is where you can get them. Only team that's done it was Oklahoma, and that's Red River. It's a weird game, but this also is a rivalry game. I want to say, too, on the front of like what you want to happen. Look, guys, I know they're leaving. I know it would be weird to see them win the, the, uh, win the Big 12 this year, right? I've made this point many times. I will continue to make it. Texas should be in the Big 12 championship game. Texas should be close to winning Big 12 championships. Um, for all those, like, like they should be around here, and they haven't been. It makes sense that they are doing it now. Six different teams have played for a Big 12 championship in the last three seasons. They are now here. It makes sense that they are here at this moment. So with them being here right now, uh, I, I think like it's not some goodbye waving to the league. It is in some ways because you won the last one, but it's not like you've been winning all of them. If Oklahoma did it, it'd be like a reaffirmation after one down year that the Sooners own this league, but they haven't. You know, they're not there right now. They don't have to. Um, they they still need some help to get in. So honestly, Oklahoma doing it, that's like, hey, we have, we've kind of owned this league and now we're moving on. Texas has not owned this league. They're not like, hey, we've been better than you all, so now we're moving on to bigger and better things. That's not been the case. So to me, like, it's not like, you know what, that's Texas shoving it to the league and they're better than the league. That, that's not the case. They've been better this season, but they haven't been in a lot of seasons. So the fact that they're here now, is a natural progression in my eyes. Uh, you know, just like a lot of these teams have been cycling through, they're kind of in the spot they should be this season with the amount of talent that they have. And also, too, like that's a chance for a Big 12 team. I mean, if they win the if they win the Big 12 guys, like I I think we should want them in the CFP. It's more money for the league, obviously, right? So I think we should want that to happen if they do win the Big 12. I'm not rooting for that to happen, but they're still in this thing. And like I know a lot of you, if you hate Texas. That's fine. I'm not all the, I just don't hate them just because they're Texas. Like, you know, working in Arkansas here, everybody just hates them because they are Texas. Oklahoma, everybody hates them. Everybody in this league hates Texas. I don't just hate them because they're Texas, but I do think uh, I, I understand some of the sentiments and some of the preferential treatment that a lot of folks feel like the Texas Longhorns have gotten. Uh, but they have an opportunity here, obviously, ahead of them. We go to Saturday, 11 a.m., FS1, Houston, UCF. So, you know, a lot of these games decided at the line of scrimmage. This one, I mean, what in the hell? We don't know what group of Houston we're going to get. And I don't, I'm not sure it's going to be a very impressive one, to be honest. Uh, they're now a, a four and seven outfit, right? Um, what are they playing for? Does Dana Holgerson need this game to keep his job? Or because they're in a new league, will he maintain his job anyway? That's a big question I have. But UCF... Chance to get to a bowl game looked really good, obviously, or you know, somewhat good enough last week. Um, I think they finished the job here and get to a bowl game at home, obviously. And I think a lot of the eyes of the league will turn to Houston to see what they do there. 2:30 on ABC, it's BYU and Oklahoma State. BYU vying for a bowl game. Oklahoma State, obviously, here is trying to just win and get in, right? I mean, all the scenarios, everything happening here, like this game is pretty simple. Bowl for one team, getting the Big 12 championship game for the other. It looks like Oklahoma State has rallied from that loss that they had, a, you know, slow start against Houston, but ended up kind of hammering that rock and uh, trying to make that game look like an aberration against UCF. They are a better team than, than Houston. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Or excuse me, uh, um, BYU. No ifs, ands, or buts about this. BYU last week, great effort. 
Uh, BYU on the road, it has not been a pretty scene this season, right? BYU has not been a team that's had a lot of success. Home or road, to be honest, uh, you know, in, in the conference, right? It's not been a, uh, a strong year for them, although last week did look pretty good. But for them, on the road this year, uh, in conference, at Kansas, 11-point uh, loss. At TCU, 33-point loss. At Texas, 29-point loss. At West Virginia, 30-point loss. So the games on the road, they have scored, uh, um, let's see, uh, 7, 6, 11, and 27 are what they have scored on the road this year. Oklahoma State should try to take this thing early and kind of make this thing a celebration. Don't take your foot off the gas. But uh, Red Slap last week looked good, maybe gaining some confidence. But I think Oklahoma State knows what's ahead of them, and I expect them to roll in this game. All right, FS1. This might be kind of my favorite bet of the week. If you can get West Virginia minus eight and a half, Baylor to me is quips. Uh, West Virginia, a massive opportunity to get an eight-win season. And I talked about this with our guy Coos yesterday, uh, Justin Coos Walker of Coos's Corner. West Virginia fan also covers the team. And look, you know, like this, this, this West Virginia situation – uh, Neil Brown's the coach. He's going to be the coach next year. And they got a chance to not just have an eight-win season, but a nine with a bowl game. That's pretty crazy considering where they were. They had developed this unbelievably dynamic rushing attack. And Baylor has not been good against the run at all this year. So I, I definitely think West Virginia travels. They try to shake off those road blues they had against Oklahoma. And they kick that door in, in this game against Baylor. 6.30 on ESPN2, Kansas Against Cincinnati, Cincinnati, not an opportunity uh, to do anything here, like significance, kind of almost their bowl game, but it's against Kansas. Uh, so how up will they be? KU, a chance to get to eight wins. And that'd be really impressive, despite the fact that, you know, I mean, eight wins with the uh, with your first team all-conference quarterback, uh, preseason offensive player of the year quarterback going down in the beginning of the season, only three games in, your backup going down later on fact that you know you're able to be competitive in these games the third string at kansas is very impressive and it sounds like jason bean will be back this week hopefully so i'll take kansas i'd lay those points too i think ku comes out and yeah it's probably a close game because they're you know they're they're really fighting these last few weeks and they're trying to get that eighth win and the quarterback thing's been tough for them uh but i'll take them on the road against cincinnati Seven o'clock, Farmageddon, Iowa State and K State. Obviously, implications for the Big 12 title in this game, too. But uh, Iowa State already, to me, has had a very successful season. Kansas State, the big story here is an opportunity for them, an opportunity is a big word this week, to get to nine wins. Last year, a nine and three season, Big 12 champions, uh, you know, and this team to me is not as good. And they've got a chance to be right there. And look, guys, all of their losses this year have been close losses. Missouri. Narrow loss, top 10 team. Texas, narrow loss on the road, top 10 team. And then uh, at Oklahoma State, narrow loss, top 25 team too. So you know, they've been excellent at home. And that's been a big story. And then on the road, Iowa State has been challenged, right? They did pick up two road wins later on in the season, but it's been hard for them. And I think uh, Kansas State here on senior day is going to be able to, to have a really – uh, you know, opportunity to get a rivalry win stamp on the season and go for 10 wins. And, you know, we're talking about, Hey, programs that like you want to see consistency from K state's K state's pretty close to being what you want. Like I, I asked for schools to keep repeating, keep being, uh, you know, where they are and the big 12 needs, they're going to need Utah to be what Whittingham has built them into. They're going to need TCU to be more consistent. They're going to need those schools that are in these, you know, that, that are consistent to, to be there. 
because uh, those schools to me have opportunity to do something and they need K-State to, to keep being up there because K-State is a really strong program and it's a foundational program in this league. And so K-State a chance to get the nine wins if they win. Good looks on that. And also too, once again, I, I think Iowa State's improving. Uh, and so despite the fact that their roster you know, is is what it is. Like they're still improving. There's still a lot to take from this. They're still going to get bowl, bowl practices too. So that is encouraging. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you guys find us on X slash Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can call me, uh, find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. All right, folks, we'll talk to you next time.